on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio And great tune from the Pointer Sisters there from the 1983 LP breakout is I'm So Excited. And I'm really excited because on the phone now, live from Los Angeles, I've got Bonnie and Anita Pointer. Ladies, welcome to Radio Newark. Yay, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, So, I mean, the Pointer Sisters, they've been going, they span four decades, your recording history. Um, That's great. How did it all start for you? Church. Yeah, church is where we started as the little baby at home, sisters. Singing <laughs> at home together uh-huh. and then singing in church as little girls. Yeah. True. And uh, in the choir and yeah, yeah. And then as we got older and, and started doing our own, you know, adult stuff, then Bonnie after she well, actually she was still in high school. Yeah, I was in high school. And um she said she thought she wanted to try this and she pulled me out of my office I was working in and Right. Yeah, and we took off on the road. And we all ran away from home. No, no, I don't believe that for the moment. I'm already gone. Okay. Brilliant. So, what what was like life like growing up in um, in Oakland, California? Was it um, very soulful, or because your first couple of albums weren't actually soul worthy? They were more uh, sort of a a jazz or a country feel. What were your influences? Because of the producer we had. All right. Very much as David Mm Rubin. But growing up in Oakland was so, so, soulful. I mean, our DJ yeah. was Sly Stone. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, KPL, KDIA. Right. I'm telling you, KSOL. KSOL, yeah, KSOL. KDIA was great, too, there in Oakland. Uh-huh. And, oh, we had great music, you know, Bay Area music. You know, there's great artists in the Bay Area. And never really, you know, we didn't. I didn't hear about them until years later, you know, from... Yeah. Tower of Power, yeah. uh, Starship, Elvin Bishop, and uh, all those people. Yeah. Taj Mahal. And wow. Vogue. Uh-huh. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. You know, there's some great, great artists out of uh, Oakland, the Bay Area. Oh, Elvin Bishop, number one. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. And so, and so you two... Bonnie and Anita, Bonnie and Anita, you two and your sister June um, started performing in clubs uh, in 69, and that was your, your first yeah. um, sort of... Yeah. In San Francisco and clubs, and, and the clubs around Oakland, with Esther, we were singing back up with Esther Phillips. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And with anybody who would let us sing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, you obviously caught the attention of the right people because you got a record deal with Atlantic, didn't you? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. We were working with... Uh, Wardell Kazair. Yeah, we were working with Dave Mason, yeah, Dave an Mason. English artist. Yeah. Dave Mason took us to London, our first trip to London oh, as really? a singer. Excellent. What sort of year was that then? Early seventies. Oh yeah, yeah that must, must have been, been late '69 or early '70s. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and how did you enjoy little old England? Oh God, oh. it was fabulous. We never we lost oh, our luggage God. the first day. And we were there for five days. We got our luggage on the fifth day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that we sounds about right. Background with with, with a Dave Mason. Dave yeah. was a little uh, upset because he had to go out and buy us new wardrobe oh. for the show. <laughs> so he took us to Beavers. And I think he gave us like $100 a piece. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of money back then. Yeah, it would have been. I said, yeah. okay, go get this. We had to get shoes, yeah, clothes, everything for the show. Something like that. And we bought the best stuff at Bebas, oh, and yeah. we tore it up at that show. That's right, yay. <laughs> I mean, we tore it up. We, it they fun, loved yeah. us. 
Excellent. Yeah, we never wanted to leave. And Dave Mason was great to work with. He mm-hmm. had an incredible band, and we were oh just my God, wild and great. crazy and rock and roll. It yeah. was so much fun. Great. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, and not long after, your sister Ruth joined the band, didn't she? In yeah, 72, and you became, you became we, a foursome. We got the deal with uh, Atlantic Records, and we went to uh, New Orleans with Wardell Kazare. <laughs> and uh, they sent us to Jackson, Mississippi to record. Yeah. And that was amazing. God, the musicians there were so amazing. Yeah. Right. And we did, what, four songs, five songs? Yeah. But they, on me, yeah. yeah. Send them back. We, they they well, laughed at the you, songs we you, took that they thought were not R&B enough. Yeah. You know, they want us to sound like the Jackson, Jackson 5. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we love the Jackson 5, of course, but we don't want to sound like them. No, of course not. Yeah. You've got your own distinctive yeah. sound. And uh, you, I, yeah. heard you, I heard you touch on a tune called Send Him Back. I don't know whether you're aware, but over here, that is an absolute floor filler. It's a, a soul anthem and has been since the early 70s. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Written, I think, written by Richard Caton, wasn't it, in part? Oh, yeah, yeah, great yeah, record. Those songs, we had to learn them overnight. Yeah. <laughs> great yeah, record. Really, they gave them to us because they laughed at the stuff we brought. We brought songs in that we later recorded. Yeah. Like Chaney Dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they said, no, you can't sing stuff like this. You're black. Yeah. You got to sing <laughs> this kind of music. Yeah. Right. So we did. <laughs> we sang, and it was really a great, great experience. So when we got mm-hmm. back to San Francisco, David Rubinson had a fit because he didn't like the arrangements, the direction that they uh-huh. had put us in. Right. And he started throwing things around his office. and At least he, he wasn't throwing us around his office. <laughs> 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 lovely, lovely. ended up uh, doing backup singing again. Yep. All right, all right. Well, um... You also uh, your early your two early albums on um, uh, as a Pointer Sisters, they were very different to soul, weren't they? They were um, a sort of country and jazz and uh, a little bit um, what's the word Charleston? Some of them. <laughs> so you, it's very, it was very eclectic. Versatile. It was very yeah, you can say you're really versatile. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, because and, we were. Uh, no, we just grew up around different types of music. Yeah, and yeah, lovely. Well, I mean, yeah. all, all music's all music's good, isn't it? We all music's good. Music yeah, fantastic. And um, it was at that award, didn't you, for best country vocal performance? Tell me about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we sure did. Yeah, yeah, over the Oak Ridge Boys and the Sadler Brothers, we were <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they knew we were black when we, uh, until we got up on right. stage and sang it. And we were the first black female group to ever perform at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. And when we got there, they were protesting. No way. I didn't even notice it. and I didn't really realize they, they, they were protesting, protesting the way they were until inter- interviewing uh, David years later. And he said, you know, they had signs out front saying, keep country, country. Oh, my oh, God. Say. And it was I was so terrified just being there. Uh-huh. You know, they gave us a party and sent us to the back. Yeah, right, exactly. Like they thought we were help the help. <laughs> right, we were the help that night. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so what? That Elvis did our song. He recorded it live. Mm-hmm. And he said it was the story of his life. That's it. A song. Wow. A song written by the pair of you, wasn't it? Called Fairy Tale. Yes. Lovely, lovely. Um, so. Um, I mean, other artists on the same label were uh, people like Ike and Tina Turner, Arthur Adams, the Crusaders, Hugh Masekela. Must have been brilliant. T-Rex as well. 
It must have been good times. Uh, did you get to meet those other yeah, artists? But, uh, what? What I don't know who was on, on ABC. Yeah. Oh, they were on ABC. On the, ladies, the label. Oh, they were on the label. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't know. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. You didn't get <laughs> to meet them. ABC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> oh, they never had any parties. Okay. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were too young. They didn't want the babies at their party. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, okay. Well, from your third LP step in, then um, I'm going to play a tune called How Long Betcha Got a Chick on the Side. <laughs> From the 1975 LP Step In, there's the Point Sisters with a tune called Going Down Slowly. Yeah. Great. Because that 90s, you, you had a bit of a change of direction, didn't you? This, this was a really soulful album. Uh, what caused that? Was it, uh, it market-driven, or, or is it something that you, you felt you wanted to do? Ch- new producers? wanted to do. We, the yeah. Step In, we did in, include another producer. That was Sonny Burke. Right. Uh, David Rubinson. He was also the producer. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I guess we I like trying new music and doing different yeah. Yeah. approaches to, to old music. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So a, we like to spread our wings and try new things. Quite right. Quite right. And in, in 1978, um, that happened, didn't it? Bonnie, you left the group to uh, start a solo career. Tell me about that. Well, I, that was pretty pretty exciting. And it was just something I just wanted to see what I could do. Well, that's right, because Motown lured you away, didn't they? Yeah, they didn't. They, they kind of lured me away, but I wanted I wanted the whole group to come with me. Yeah. But then I did it on my own. Yeah. I mean, that, so, I mean uh, nobody can deny the sort of temptation when Motown knocks at your door and say, will you come and, uh, and record for us? I mean... Yeah, it can't. Especially with a nice check in their hand. <laughs> Absolutely, they're the best well, kind, aren't they? Had knocked at their door before yeah. and they turned us down. Yeah. Oh wow! So I was about to go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it just goes to show. Uh, really, there's two things there. One, it just goes to prove you don't always get everything right, as Motown noticed there by approaching you a second time. And uh, also, it's nice to be asked, isn't it? Great stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, Bonnie, one of the first tracks you brought out at Motown was absolutely massive for you. Top 20 hit. This is your version of the Elgin's Heaven Must Have Sent You. Um, and so, in Motown then, of course, this is across on the West Coast, because Mo, uh, Motown had, uh, had moved offices then, uh, a few years uh, earlier. Um, that, that left you, um, that exposed you to so much of Motown's back catalogue. I mean, that was great mm-hmm. to, to be able to rework oh, yeah, that music, music for a current audience. Yeah, I love the music. Um, I've, I've always loved all the old artists that used to record at Motown, and it was, I just wanted to, to sing all the songs I loved. Yeah, but you, you put a modern style on it, didn't you? Um, you brought it up to date with disco and uh, uh-huh. made it for a new market, yeah. so that's great. Mm-hmm. Lovely. You, yeah. must have, you must have had a lot of fun making those two albums. Oh, yes, I did. I had a wonderful time. Brilliant, it's brilliant. It's a good time to explore your imagination. Absolutely. What was it like to work um, for Motown? I mean, again, in, in the Motown office, I know the Moest office was, was nothing at all like the Detroit office because it was much, much bigger. But you must... You know, I would move in the studio over there at the um, Motown studio and we would have rooms there and we would just stay there and Mr. Gordy would come all times of night and day and wake you up and go <laughs> there and record. Oh, right. Yeah, Fantastic. His entourage, yes. Uh-huh. Fantastic. So, okay, yeah. I mean, At the, the record plant, too, you know, where they had the rooms yeah, there. there. And right. then we would be recording and... With the chain. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
all the both of them same all different kinds of <coughs> uh, you know styles of bed of rooms you could stay in at the studio and, well, and get up during that. the and get up any time of the night and go to the studio and wow. record anything that came to your mind and your sleep or whatever you wake up you could just go in and record oh i didn't realize that i didn't realize oh, really? that i didn't know you could sleep over yeah really wow that must have been really quite creative i mean did you, good, you yeah know? yeah did you get to uh, the, meet the other recording artists at the time i mean dinah ross was still on the label stevie wonder tina marie was it um mm. was it was it uh, like a community, like a family feel, like the Detroit was, or or was it not? Oh, when I when I signed with Motown, they at Lionel Ross had already left. Yeah, she had just left. Oh, right. Wiz and all that stuff like that. Okay. And she had she's gotten another deal doing something else. Uh huh. Left Motown. Right. Well, <clears throat> one, um, I'd just like to play one of the tracks um, from your eponymous LP, nineteen seventy eight, uh, Bonnie. This is "Free Me from My Freedom." Beautiful tune. Okay. Lovely. So, Anita, um, that left yourself, Ruth, and uh, and June in the band. Uh, and in 1978, you were lured away from ABC and became the flagship act on the newly formed label Planet Records. How cool is that? Yeah, we were um, with a manager, Forrest Hamilton, who took us to Steve Wax at WIA. And uh, Steve Wax told us that Richard Perry was launching a new record label and he needed a new artist. So he thought we'd be perfect for it, and he introduced us to Richard Perry, and we got with him, and we did our first album, and Fire went gold, and that was the first gold single for the Pointer Sisters. Wow. And it really, really pushed our career up. Well, that, I mean, Fire still gets a, a regular play here on, uh, on Radio okay. Newark in the UK. Great track. Lovely. Mm. I mean, while you were with Rocket Records, um, you uh, sorry Planet Records, you um, you had a. I thought you were talking Rocky Raccoon. I'm like, what the? So um, while you were with Planet Records, you had a lot of top ten hits, especially across here in the UK. I mean, there was Jump from a Love, Automatic, Fire, as you've mentioned. He's so shy, slow hand, beautiful tune. Tell you what, should we give that a play? From 1983, then, there's Jump For My Love from the Pointer Sisters, and I'm talking to Bonnie and Anita Pointer. Moving to moving to a new label and um, uh, new songwriters, I suppose, and uh, producers uh, sort of tailored you for another genre shift, and you, you aimed more at the dance floor and, and boogie, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> yes, Dad. Yeah, we wanted to shake our booty. Uh, yes, we did. I don't know. What, what was the next album after that? Oh, um, well, no, you got Breakout in '83, hadn't you? That was um, that was a yeah, very, very big one for you. Breakout yeah. was really fabulous. Yeah. So excited! The album before Breakout was supposed. So excited was supposed to be the single on that album, but I couldn't convince our producers to release it as a single, and I was so, so very hurt. I and think so. It came out with Breakout, and I said, I can't lose this song. You got to put it on that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That don't you people don't do that. I said, Well, well, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you know, obviously. Put it on there, please. Yeah, break a few rules. And all of a sudden, it's the biggest song right. we ever had. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, they don't think, know everything. Exactly. <laughs> they listen to the artist sometimes. Exactly. But they don't, do they? Yes. They don't. They listen to the finance director. That's the trouble. And that's, that's the problem with the industry, yeah. I think. Well, that uh, song was a proven hit, and they wouldn't even release it. 
And it still so, is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I knew it from the jump, and they wouldn't okay. listen to me. Definitely. But now it's out there, and then thanks the Lord. Yeah, know, absolutely. It's the same. Uh, so Planet Records uh, was sold, or uh, at least soaked up, by RCA um, in the mid-80s. And, uh, Anita, they offered you your own uh, solo project, didn't they? 1987. Yeah, uh, saying it like that. Al- <laughs> album album called Love for What It Is. Solo project. It wasn't something that I asked for. It really wasn't. I did. I wasn't really ready to be a solo artist. Yeah, but it produced some nice. It produced some nice music. It, I mean, it must have been exciting. But also, how did it feel to be recording as a solo artist when you've been with your sisters for over twenty years? I didn't really feel it. I, it wasn't a good. It was not a pleasant experience because of the way it happened. All right. And I hadn't written any songs, so they weren't my songs that no. I was singing. It just all kind of happened, rush, 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 and it didn't feel good. And as a result, it didn't come out very well. Well, and I didn't get any play on it, and so so I'm working on a new one now. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I'll I mean, put some more music okay. out. Now. <laughs> now they're gonna put it out. Now, <laughs> fifty years later. <laughs> Great, but I mean, there there are some uh, a couple of nice tracks that stand out for me. More than a memory is one of them, and also overnight success. Uh, I think that's a great track. Lovely. So we're gonna okay. play that now then. Okay. okay. So there, as a solo artist, is Anita Pointer with a track called Overnight Success. I really like that record. The music goes around there. Right. Somebody love it. Yeah. Yay, yeah. <laughs> it was a good track, and here's another good track. This is more than a memory from the same album. I wanna be, I wanna be more than a man. Solo release from Anita Pointer there from the album Love for What It Is, 1987. That track is called More Than a Memory. Did you do... What what did you do after uh, the mid eighties or through the nineties and two thousands? Were you still recording? Don't think you were, were you? Did family take over? I don't know. <laughs> were, were, we, were we still recording during the eighties? Uh, no, do the nineties and two thousands. Uh, well, we haven't done. I don't know what the last album. I gotta look it up. When was the I last know. sister album? Do you have it? Hold the line, caller. I'll find it. That's all. <laughs> 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 Hold the line, caller. I'm calling number one. <laughs> contestant number one, sounds like. Oh, contestant number one. Pointer Sisters. Contest. Whoever comes up with the name of the last Pointer Sister album. <laughs> right. When's the band will come? I'm ahead of you then because you brought out an album called In Concert in 2005, and before that, 1993, Only Sisters Can Do That. Oh, yeah, yeah Only Sisters Can, can Do That. Yeah. yeah. That was the last one. All right, now then, I didn't realise, I didn't realise that the Point Sisters as a group went to Motown. Yes, yeah. like Rhythm Album. We did one album with them, and they treated us horribly, so we got All right. out there fast as we could. Mm. All right, well, I think that's just a Motown trait from what I can gather, unless Bonnie can uh, tell me something different off air. I have nothing to say, my lips are sealed. <laughs> that's the answer I was expecting. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, <laughs> <coughs> moving swiftly on. Okay. Right. So, so where are we now? You've put me off. Let's have a listen to a track off the Motown album, shall we? This is a tune called "Real Life," taken from the album "Right Rhythm." From 1990, then there's the Point Sisters with a tune called "Real Life." What have you been doing since, through the 90s and the 2000s? Are you still performing? 
I'm not performing anymore. This is Anita. Yeah. I have a lot of projects that I am busy with at home, and uh, that promote the Pointer Sisters, but I'm not on the road anymore. Okay. Medical. I had to stop oh dear. on the road. Oh, dear. But you say you've got some projects on the go. Does that mean you've got some unreleased recordings, perhaps? I have. I've been in the studio at home. You know, I've got some recordings that I made stream, and um, I've been working on projects like uh, me and my brother Fritz are work- finishing a book about the Pointer family. Oh, fantastic. It's, Tell me about that. It's a collection of stories from each individual sister right. about experiences in the music business and in church and in the world, at home, at yeah. home <laughs> dealing with all kinds of things from civil rights to, um, you know, television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great stuff. And, and um, wh- what's that called and when's it due out, please? And where can people get it? It's called... Fairy tale, and it's not out yet. Right. And and it's going to be available through Amazon, isn't it? It'll be available through Amazon when it's out. It's called Fairy Tale. Its publishers are Wyatt McKenzie, Nancy Clary, and um, they're looking for Feb- they're looking for February uh-huh. at least. Good. We're trying cool. to get it out for February, so hopefully it'll be sometime around that time. Lovely. Excellent. Well, also, we're putting a um, catalog of Pointer Sister collectibles, uh, wardrobe from the 70s, right. 80s, 2000s, all the stuff. I've, I've collected stuff through the years, and we put together a catalog for possibly displays and exhibits in museums around the country and around the world. Oh, I say, because I, I remember reading an article a while ago about um, a fashion designer who's brought out a range based on your 70s costumes. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How cool is that? I saw that. <laughs> Fantastic. I, that. I forget her name. Ellie. It's such a copycat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a trailblazer, you see. Yeah. Take it, take it. Um, okay. I appreciate yeah. it. Bring yeah. it back. Yeah, Good. And, I like that. And then you can claim some commission. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. Right. Okay, I'd just like to play one of your biggest tracks from the 80s. This, from 84, is a tune called Automatic. Great tune. And still getting regular plays over here on UK Radio. Anita, uh, you've also got a new album out called Take Me Away. <laughs> well, it's coming out. <laughs> That's the album it's that out I'm now. <laughs> Great. It's when... not quite finished, you know, with everything yet, but it'll be out soon. Yeah, and this is um, a compilation of unreleased original songs that you wrote and recorded throughout your career. Yeah, Great stuff. So... I, some I wrote, some my friends wrote. Yeah. And uh, um, I collaborated with different people on, and it's, it's just fun stuff from a good time. Fantastic. Bonnie, have you got anything to push? No. Oh, come on, girl, <laughs> don't let me down. Button. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did a few movies after that. I, I, no, I did some bad. You did some movies? Tell me about that. I, didn't, I wasn't aware. Working with other artists. Yeah, Road to Nowhere is yeah, the movie she did. Road to Nowhere is the movie that I did. It's still out, too. I think it's on the table. I don't know. I'm not much of a film go, but I shall, uh, I shall dig that out. Road to Nowhere. Okay. So what sort of things do you yeah, girls listen to, then? What are you, Bonnie, what's, what's your personal taste? What's in the car at the moment? What's in the car? Yeah. Well, have you got a CD in the car? What do you I listen to? Um, I, don't, I just listen to mostly jazz. All right. 
Yes, uh, and um, Sarah you know, Vaughan. Some hip-hop and some rap. I listen to everything, depending on the mood and, and how bright the sun is shining. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> and uh, Anita, what about yourself? You got, a, you got a preference for probably R&B or, um, I don't know, jazz, country? Yeah, what do you listen to? I listen to, I do love R&B. Yeah. I love classic R&B. And um, I love some rap. Right. Some hip-hop rap, you know, some, some things that are really, yeah. you know, like Kendrick Lamar, I like him. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <when> you <laughs> dog. <laughs> Bruno Mars. Yeah. Oh, oh right. yeah. I love Bruno Mars. Yeah, too. by the way, for, for uh, FYI, Pointer Sisters, the, the, uh, the new Pointer Sister group will be over in uh, Europe the end of, of November. November 28th, they're opening for the Night of the Prom. See, have you ever been to Night of the Prom? Beautiful show, and they're going to be over there the end of this year. Right. Uh, for 17 shows from November 26th to December 23rd. And then they're going to be in Australia and New Zealand in January. Oh, right. Lovely. But not England. So book your tickets now. <laughs> I don't have a passport. Oh, poor little baby. Yeah. You're going to miss all the fun. I know. I know. <laughs> have to come and see you. Yeah. Well, please do. Please do. I've got a spare room. Okay. The dog loves visitors. You're in London, right? No, no. I'm about, um, about uh, 120 miles north of London. Possibly about oh. two hours drive. What's yeah. the name of your town? Uh, Newark. You know, like Newark, New Jersey. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We've got a castle, and um, it's just a nice, happy, really low crime rate. And all the buildings are um, really old. The, the, I think the oldest one, apart from the church and the castle, the oldest one dates back to fourteen hundred. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You. You oh would be God. absolutely, absolutely awestruck if you came to Newark. It's a beautiful little place. Do they have cars or do they just use horse and buggy? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> visualize it. You see little buggies going up. Right? <laughs> no. Oh, so That's Victorian outfit. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. No, it's very nice. It's very yeah, quaint. You'd love pictures. it. You'd, I'm going to. We I'm going to visit there someday. That'd be hopefully. great. That'd be great. Great. Lovely, lovely. Right. Um, I just want to know now, uh, uh, Anita and Bonnie, both of your web addresses, how people can get in touch with and buy your merchandise. Uh, first off, Bonnie, tell me, do you have yes. a website? Do you have a website? Um, I don't know anything about that. Right. No, yes, you do. It's, go, go it's to Anita. All right. Okay. So contestant I, I number two, Anita, do I'm you have a website? Right, okay. Um, the answer is Anita Pointer's website is www.anitapointer.com and uh, you can find out all about her there and buy her merchandise as well. Likewise, Bonnie Pointer is on myspace.com forward slash Bonnie P Pointer. So get yourselves across there. Also, into Instagram is Bonnie Pointer Official and Facebook is the official Bonnie Pointer. So uh, make sure you check these guys out and uh, follow them for all the latest news and, uh, of course, exciting news of new releases. So I'm going to play out with uh, Point Sisters from 1978 LP having a party. This is a beautiful track called Waiting on You. Bonnie, Anita, it's been an absolute pleasure, a delight talking to you tonight. Thank you so much for uh, speaking with me. It's been a great time. Great morning. Great to talk with you. Great to talk with you too. Thank you.
Okay, pip pip video. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, ladies.